I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Well, hello there. Welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by Steve and Devin. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to jump into another unsolved mystery. This week, wait, we, wait, we cover unsolved mysteries. Yeah. I thought are. this was a cooking show. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> our, Amnesia. That's our, that's our uh, tonight on, on Thinking Sideways, the podcast, we discover why Steve can't remember anything from his life. Mm. <laughs> I was dropped on my head a lot as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just the booze and lack of sleep. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking yeah. about today? Uh, today, we are going to talk about the death, the mysterious death of Netta Fornario. So you're, you're looking at a picture of her right here. This is what you see on most of the web pages that deal with this little mystery. Except that's not actually a picture of her. That's a picture of somebody named Moina Mathers, who figures kind of in this story a little bit. But it's but not Netta. It's not Netta, no. No, it's Moina. Do we have a picture of Netta? No, I've, I've not been able to. I thought that that was Netta for the longest time I until did I started too. checking it out. But uh, no, it turns out that's Moina Mathers. Okay, so uh, we're, we're talking about Netta, but not Moina. But yeah, Moina yeah, will I come just, up later? I just wanted to let people know that if you go check this out in the web and you see this picture of this kind of good-looking woman with kind of wild, She looks Serbian. Hair. She she's, looks crazy. She's yeah, got I mean, a bird's nest hairdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, that was typical uh, of the time. But, yeah, but, you she's know, still it kinda, was stylish. It was. She's still you know, kind of good-looking, you know. but, uh, but Despite the hair. Yeah, despite the crazy hair. <laughs> well, so anyway, let's talk about Netta. Okay, so just a quick brief intro summary here. In late summer 1929, Netta Fornario, 33 years old, resident of London, England, left London and traveled to the island of Iona. And I'm probably mispronouncing that. I think it's Iona. might be Iona. I think it's Iona. Iona. I think it's Iona. Iona is in the Scottish Hebrides. It's um, Anyway, it's, it's one of those little bitty tiny islands out there mm. that's got a quaint little village in it and not much else. Yep. So anyway, she Bagpipes. Was, yeah, oh, lots of that. Yep. She was planning an extended stay there. Uh, in late November, the same year she went missing, uh, after a two-day search, her naked body was discovered on top of a, quote, fairy mound, unquote, 
because I, I'll talk about this a little later, but everybody believed that this island was like full of ghosts and fairies and stuff like that. Well, it so, was the 20s in, yeah, you know, Scotland. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about this before. We oh, yeah. have. Oh, yeah. She had, she or somebody, uh, most likely her, had cut a, a large cross in the turf using a dagger, which was found near, near her body. And laid down on the dagger. She was not technically completely naked. She had a very thin black cloak on her. But that was it. And this is late November in the Scottish Hebrides, so obviously it must have been really cold. Yeah. And yeah. Some accounts say that she was clutching some papers in, her, in one of her hands, uh, letters of a mysterious nature. Uh, and, but other accounts say that those letters were found in her luggage back in her room. She was staying with this lady named Mrs. McRae. Uh, some say that blue lights were seen in the vicinity of her body, but of course, there's more than more often than not, there's blue lights in these mysteries. So, Always, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Black and, lights. Uh, and a strange man was supposedly lurking nearby, wearing a black cloak. Sure. Yeah. Stalker. Yeah, I know. Well, they were twins. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, his, maybe he was wearing her black cloak. <laughs> yeah, anyway, back to the start. So, why did she go to Iona? Iona is a very tiny island. It's about a mile wide, about four miles long. You get to it by taking a ferry from the Isle of Mole, which is to the east of it. You get to the Isle of Mole by taking a ferry to there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. an easy place to Not get an easy to. Thing. I, I assume for this little journey, she probably had to take like a long train ride and maybe then uh, you know, you know, a couple of ferry rides at the very least. It was from like three London? days. Yeah. From, from London, London, it would have been, it would have know, been a... from London to the coast, right? Yeah. And then um, a ferry yeah. and then likely another train. Across then, the island, or yeah. a bus, or a car, or yeah. something, you know, and then and, another, and then another ferry, ferry, and then so three yeah. ferries. Well, it's and two twenty-nine. Ferries. There's probably not a whole lot of car traffic. Probably most of the commuting yeah. is done via train. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. That, that just doesn't sound like a uh, a quick and easy afternoon jaunt. No, not some place you go to the week, go for just the weekend, or you just happen to be at. Yeah, right. If you just happen to live in the Isle of Mole, then it's a it's a quick, easy, happy jaunt. Sure, to but from it, London, London, it's a ways. Uh, anyway, the population at the latest census count uh, of the Iona is 177 people. Um, I assume it was fewer people back in those days. Wow. The, the, the only town is called, and again, I'm sorry for the mispronunciation, but it's called Balemore. Uh, but the locals call it the village. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, the village. The village. Yeah, the island is also home to the Bay at the Back of the Ocean, which is an oddly named bay. For such a backwater, Iona has, has got a really interesting history. Uh, it's... In, it actually, the, the earliest structure found on the island was, was constructed, they guess, about 100 years previous to Christ. And it was what they call an Iron Age hilltop fort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was probably something that mainly was like earthen, earthen ramparts kind of thing. Yeah, probably, just mounds. Probably not a serious, but, but so it's been inhabited uh, for a long time. But in 563 AD, a monk named Columba, who later became St. Columba, founded a monastery there. He had been exiled to the island for various reasons that I don't really need to get into. But if you want to hear more about it, I can I can point you towards some links. But <laughs> anyway, so he and about a dozen other monks founded this monastery, and this monastery turned, as it turned out, would play a crucial role in converting most of the UK to Christianity. And the island yeah. became a center of a very important monastic system, and it was also be a major center of learning. And it's believed, although nobody knows for, for sure, that the Book of Kells was created there. Or maybe at least part of it was created there. But they're not sure if the Book of Kells was actually created in just one place or in a number of places mm-hmm. and then assembled. They're not really Refresh sure. my memory. What is the Book of Kells again? The Book of Kells is a very, very heavily illuminated um, a series of the Gospels. It's not all of the New Testament, but but some of it. And, mm-hmm. they're, and they're very elaborately illustrated. Okay. And, and so, it, it came out of this region. Uh, yeah. And it, so they're not sure if it came out 
purely out of Iona or not out of Iona or just some pages of it came out of this place, they don't really know for sure. So it's it's but it's a very well known historic oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scottish book of, of uh, the uh, Bible about yeah it's about, or illuminated yeah. version. Do I'm sorry? Do we need to tell people what illuminated means? And so if you don't know what illuminated text is, it just means that it's uh, then very elaborately like embroidered and illustrated. You know, uh, yeah. you see a lot in like Italian kind of or like, you know, the yeah, actually Italian Catholic stuff, right? It's the like gold filigree with like drawings along the sides mm-hmm. and like with the huge starting letter. And, and yeah, yeah, giant drop caps are mm-hmm. what they're called. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and the I think it, it, th- these are the kind of books where it would take. Let's just I'm making up a number, but let's just say five monks a month to make all of the illustrations Absolutely. for one page. Least, oh, yeah. Yeah. And often because, they were actually gold leafed and all of that. And you had stuff. to paint the gold mm-hmm. on. Oh yeah. 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 No. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't know what one of those are, I mean, if, if you just haven't seen one before, oh, you, you book need of to they're check beautiful. them out. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. It, to, to think that somebody sat there with an ink pen and a brush to paint all that color so painstakingly and then to brush on liquid gold. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the amazing part. Iona was also a, a great place to be. For a while, it was the place to be if you were royalty and you were dead. You were looking for a place <laughs> to be dead. Uh, yeah, apparently, uh, as of the year 1549, there were 60 kings buried on the island there because... Were they buried or interred? They were interred. And, okay. and, and actually, interred can mean either being buried or being put in a, like a, in a, a crypt or a mausoleum. Yeah. Uh, often so I, royalty... I, I don't know. It's my my impression that often royalty is actually like interred in a mausoleum or yeah. Well, it's, sometimes it's, they would do the the burial mound mm. where they would erect. You know, they'd put everything in. Mm. They'd give you a little stone structure, and then they would cover that in the big mar- burial yeah. mound. So uh-huh. I think that's why it's kind of a gray, gray area. area. Sure, yeah, sure. I think in this case they were buried in the soil though, because huh. the reason that they were buried there is uh, there was a belief that the soil of the island was holy and that it would remove your sins. And cleanse you so that you could enter heaven more cleanly. Really? Interesting. And, yeah, and if you're royalty huh. and you spent your entire life, like, you know, scheming and, you know, murdering your, your <laughs> opponents in your competition, yeah. then you probably want a little soul cleansing before you enter heaven. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there were 48 Scottish kings, eight Norwegian kings, and four Irish kings buried there as of the year 1549. And it's even mentioned in Shakespeare's Macbeth. <laughs> you mean the Scottish tragedy. Well, yes. So anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a reference to it in there. And it's. Uh, the reference is about Duncan's body. He's carried to Columkill, and Columkill means Columbus Island, which is another word for Iona. Mm. Carried to Columkill, the sacred storehouse of his predecessors and guardian of their bones. Oh. Yeah. So it even Iona really was a happening spot if it made it for in Shakespeare. S- for such an itty bitty island, that's really surprising. Yeah, yeah. But, and so I'm going into all this this travelogue thing because <laughs> um, just as a kind of Rick Steves. Trying to, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. And besides which, uh, it maybe explains her motivation because exactly why why would a person like that be motivated to go you know go live on this island? Iona is also supposedly inhabited by ghosts, fairies, sea fairies, and all kinds of stuff like this. It's got a long, long list of legends about this about this place. So, Netta would find would have found that attractive because she was into the occult, oh. into astral projection and stuff like that. She was a member of Alpha A Omega, which was an offshoot of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is another cult group. I uh, and I don't know about at that time, but I know that like modernly. Shakespeare's Scottish tragedy is uh, pretty well read and regarded mm-hmm. in terms of kind of occult 
ghost story stuff. I can see how it would be a draw um, for her as an occult member. For any occult member, really. I mean, if they if they were read in that sort of Shakespeare lore mm-hmm. yeah. situation, or I guess any lore, it, just, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys were, um, and not they weren't just into Shakespeare. They they had all sorts of like magical beliefs. Right, they, right. There were these things called the secret chiefs, which were like these cosmic beings, beings that they believed that they had a, a, a like a direct phone line to. Cosmic chiefs? Yeah, they're like, they're, they're called the secret chiefs, I think. Hmm. And um, the so these were cosmological beings that uh, controlled a lot of the, the chaos of the universe, and and they could be uh, communicated to uh, according to the leaders of these of these cults that they could communicate with these people. Uh, so uh, the uh, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was into astral projections and all kinds of stuff. I, don't, I had no reason to, to believe that they were into like the, any of the really ugly stuff, like. You know, human sacrifice and animal sacrifice and all that stuff. I don't think they were. No dead goats or anything. Um, well, I know, and maybe I'm thinking of the wrong group, but I remember there was something that I read about one of the one of the guys that was a founder had asked for somebody to be buried alive in front of some building that they had. Uh-huh. That uh, was, uh, no, I, I believe that was St. Columba. Was that Columba? That when he started, okay. when he, when okay. he I'm, built I, his monastery. I, I, yeah. He I wasn't sure if I was getting it confused. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, I remember funny. there was something about, somebody needs to be buried alive in front of this building. I'll do it. Yeah, it was a friend, his friend volunteer. And then they, 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 you know, uncover his face so that he can say goodbye to everybody. And he's obviously having second thoughts and he freaked out. <laughs> and they oh, got, quick, they got him upset and covered him up again. <laughs> it's really weird. But, yeah. Okay, I'm wrong group. Sect of Christianity, and we'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah, and continue yeah. On. People back in those days, I mean, I, I guess life was a little cheaper back in those days, and, and you didn't really need to, you didn't really expect to live beyond about age 30, 35. So maybe this guy figured, hey, what the hell? If I go out on a, on a high note like this, I'm going to be sure to get to heaven. The, the whole the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was founded by Samuel Mathers in 1888. Uh, the, the group was, attracted a fair followership uh, in the early 1900s, though so there was a bit of a sex scandal. And so he lost some of his, some of his temples, but the ones that remained, that remained loyal to him, he renamed the Alpha A Omega, or in other words, Alpha and Omega. And then after he died in 1918, he was succeeded in the leadership role by his widow, Moina Mathers. Moina Mathers is the one I showed you the picture of. The oh, one, the oh one, yeah. Okay. That makes so much the sense. The one who appears on, yeah. So um, Netta was a member of this particular sect or cult or whatever But she was them. just a member, right? Yeah. She okay. wasn't, as far as I know, in any kind of leadership okay, role. Great. Uh, Moina eventually succeeded in expelling someone named Dion Fortune from the order. Dion Fortune was a, a woman who actually was friends with Netta. Fornario, but she published some of their some of the the cult secrets. I believe it was in about 1922. She actually published some of those, and uh, also it was rumored that Moina was jealous because her abilities to do things like astral projection and stuff like that were superior to Moina's, and so she just didn't really like it like her, and so she succeeded in getting her um, expelled from the order. And Dion went on and joined some other cult, and you know did pretty well with them and remain friends with Netta Fernaria. Anyway, I'll talk about Moina and Dion later. So back to Netta. I haven't talked about Netta much at all so far. No, no yeah, really. We, we, we talked about her for about a minute and a half, and I know. then we and left we're her all, behind. Then we're, then we're giving a travelogue and a history of this Alpha and Omega. And, <laughs> it's okay. all backstory. It's very important stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah it really does it kind plays, of it plays make a more role. sense with this. Yeah. 
Her full name was Nora Emily Aditha Fernario. Her nickname was Netta. And I don't know, Nora's nice. I don't know about all four names. So she headed to the <laughs> island, and she, upon landing, found lodging with a lady called Mrs. McRae. And I've not, not been able to definitively establish what Mrs. McRae's full name is, but that's okay. We don't need to know. She was Mrs. McRae, and I assume a kindly old lady. Apparently, they became friends. Netta spent her days wandering around the island and spent her nights doing supernatural stuff, like, you know, trances, astral projection, stuff like that. So she probably As spent, you would. spent yeah. some of her days sleeping. Probably did a little sleeping, mm-hmm. too. Uh, she also believed that she could heal people with her psychic powers. Sure. And she sent a uh, letter to her housekeeper in London, so she still had her digs back in London. And she'd been in communication, but she, in this letter she said she wouldn't be sending any letters for a while because she, quote, had a terrible case of healing, unquote, to work on. What? So I don't, nobody knows what that means. It's a little mysterious. But she apparently was either healing herself or healing somebody else. And terrible like case so she, of healing. That's yeah. a weird phrase. That's a uh-huh. very odd phrase. Yeah, it is an odd phrase. I, I think Netta was an odd person. I think. Uh, I generally feel, though, that I can get into the minds of people in this kind of, you know, new agey. I've been there, right? Like, we've all kind of had that phase where we go through and we're like, ah, yeah, astral yeah. projection and auras yeah. and tarot cards and all that stuff. I don't know if you guys did. I went through that phase. I didn't, no. I didn't take and it so, too seriously. I read, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Don Juan. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. With the guy who wrote these books about how he went out to this guy's cabin. Don Juan de Muerto. Yeah, and it was like uh, Carlos Castaneda. Yeah. Carlos Castaneda. Mm-hmm. Who it turns out, by the way, I was, uh, was going to do a little bit about Carlos Castaneda because he's an interesting guy in and of himself because he was the guy. I really got into his books when I was like, you know, 18, 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's exactly when I did too. And yeah, yeah, and you get into this stuff. And it turns out the guy was, uh, the guy was actually very very manipulative mm-hmm. and, and ran a little cult with a lot of little acolytes and stuff. The guy me. was, yeah, the guy was, and he was a, ma- and a, and a lab and a massive fraud. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like a drug addict and that, and like all of that, notwithstanding, like I, you know, we've all kind of been through that phase. Maybe Steve, I guess, hasn't been, no. but yeah. so I, I've always I, been old. I generally feel like I can get into this kind of like mindset. Like I can at least uh-huh. understand it a little bit, but you know, the, what is it? A terrible case of healing like that. I'm not sure. Is what that like means. a little out of my realm of being able to understand what's going on there. Yeah, she's uh, so Netta was either uh, very gifted in a psychic manner, or she was a bit unbalanced, mm-hmm. and, and or, still, or perhaps both. Yeah, it could be, but uh, she it, it's, it's really kind of hard to say. It's kind of a kind of a head scratcher. But apparently, her friend Dion uh, believed that she was psychically well, psychically sure. gifted. Very gifted yeah. in it, yeah. She also, she also told her landlady, Mrs. McRae, that she sometimes went into trances and said that at one time she had gone into a trance that lasted for a week, which, <laughs> I'm, which I'm sure Mrs. McRae found a little weird. But she, uh, she told Mrs. McRae that uh, she shouldn't worry if, if she went into a trance and she shouldn't call a doctor. She should just let it pass. But sure. she apparently never went into any major trances while she was staying there with Mrs. McRae. Huh. On the morning of November 17th, which was a Sunday, uh, Netta started packing her luggage frantically when Mrs. McRae found her. She told Mrs. McRae that she needed to return to London right away because several individuals, she said, were attacking her telepathically. 
Mrs. McRae was a little skeptical about this, obviously. As, as you do, <laughs> yeah. as I am right yeah, now, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then, but but then she did notice something odd, which is that she. And again, you don't know if this was inserted into the legend after the fact or what. Sure. Supposedly, though, she noticed that Netta's sil- shiny silver jewelry had basically tarnished to black, like overnight. And now what? some people, some people uh, have metabolisms and, and skin excretions such that they do actually tarnish silver. And, I have know. that. Well, yeah. It was, it, well yeah. yeah, it does happen. It doesn't and, happen and overnight. I, and I cannot think of, because I, I looked this up to try and find out what causes that, and it's something quesadosis, and I can't think of what yeah. it is, but it is, it's acidic, uh, you know, it's acidic, acidic sweat, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but Simplifying I, I, the heck out of and it. And I can tell you, yeah. as somebody who has something, at least a minor case, I don't know. How long does it take you to, t- to turn bright silver black? Uh, I don't think I've ever turned it black. I mean, yeah. I always stop wearing it. But, well, it might have know, been a bit exaggeration, exaggeration. You know, I'll wear like yeah. a sterling silver necklace or a ring or something like that fairly constantly. And it takes, you know, a month or two yeah. for I, it I, to really seriously tarnish. I think that maybe what happened here is that uh, when she first met Netta fresh off the boat, her silver was shiny. And then mm-hmm. and she just remembered and, it and as being shiny. Didn't remember it, didn't yeah. notice it much after that. You're, you're living in a kind of cold neighborhood. So yeah, Netta probably had it it's always under, under your shirt. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah, cold so. neighborhood, and it's like sea. Yeah, so it probably didn't turn black. Yeah, it didn't turn yeah. dark overnight. No. And it probably wasn't actually black. It was probably just darkened. Yeah, it's very tarnished. Yeah. Although, yeah. you know, I've got to admit that silver does, if you let it get exposed to elements, it oh, will eventually yeah. get pitch oh, yeah. black. I, oh, yeah. Um, I found a quarter recently. I mean, this is this is a weird little little segue to it, but I was wandering on a beach and looked down and went, hey, that's not a rock, and picked up what turned out to be a quarter from 1941, so it's pure silver, mm-hmm. and it was pitch black. Yeah. Cool. Because it had been in the water yeah. for a while, and it had just continued to tarnish and tarnish and tarnish, and to the point that I had to rub on the front of the face with my finger for a minute to get the tarnish to go off enough to be able to read it, because mm. it just, uh, it does happen. Oh, yeah. But it takes a while for things to turn that oh, yeah. black. But yeah. yeah, no, it does not overnight. No, no, no. So it would either be a lie or super paranormal, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that everything turned black? Mm-hmm. Overnight. I yeah. don't know that it would be a lie. I wouldn't call it a lie. I would call that a lapse in observation. Fair. Yeah, and she uh, didn't necessarily, she, you know, she might have said, you know, I noticed at that point that her, her silver crucifix around her neck had turned, had turned really dark. And she didn't say the word overnight, and then somebody right. else like sort of interpreted it that way. But as yeah. happens, things get inserted. Yeah. Shockingly, yeah. So she and she might have said something of the odds. She was probably being questioned by the local authorities, whoever they were. Who said, "Did you notice anything odd about her appearance?" And she would have said, "Well, you know, I did notice that her, her silver cross had kind of turned dark." And in a very uh, religious yeah. community, that, that would be if you're very strong to your faith and everything is based upon that. Uh, that would be the kind of observation you would think was important yeah, to maybe. bring forward. Agreed. Yeah. Especially if she's doing these, and I don't. I'm not going to sound like I'm ripping on her, but these kooky things at night that I don't understand. In other words, her trances, her trances or up all night mm. doing. Who knows what? You know, this lady's like, wow, that lady's really weird. She's kind of around the bend. She's, yeah, oh, I think there might be some devils involved. I, I mean, I'm I'm obviously inferring a lot of oh, stuff yeah. but with that statement. But, you know, this could be where her mind was, which is, would then prompt her to say, and her silver was extremely.
extremely darkly tarnished. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So that's uh. Let's let's. But back to the story for a sec. Uh, so Netta Netta was packing packing hastily. Sure. As the story goes, and uh, at that point, Mrs. McGray mentioned to her that by the way, it's Sunday. You do realize the ferry doesn't run today. Oops. And, yeah. Netta was a little upset, but then apparently after a little bit of time by herself in a room, she came out and said that um, she'd changed her mind and she was going to stay on the island after all. Did I tell you that you know, she was being psychically attacked? You know, So right. maybe she successfully beat back the attack. Yes, you know? she put up a shield wall. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so a little asbestos. That doesn't happen ways. super readily. What? Yeah. Well, Professor X does it all the time. Okay, Professor X is a mutant. Well, so... Okay, all right, you're right. Bad, bad analogy. <laughs> I'm sorry to all our X-Men fans out there and friends. <laughs> I apologize yeah, for equating Netta and Professor X on the same page. Yep. How many uh, How many of those movies have they made, by the way? It doesn't... But Seems like they've made like dozens. Of we're them. just so off topic. We're, we're, <laughs> no, we're, we go back to the story. Yeah, back to the story. So uh, she said she changed her mind, and then she left to go walking around, which she liked to do a lot. And she never came back. Huh. So, and, and she stories, left in the evening, right? She left in the afternoon, and then uh, supposedly in, in late afternoon, early evening, in some tellings of the story, Mrs. McRae got a little worried about her, and so they started the search then. In other tellings of the story, she wasn't really paying attention, but she went to check her room in the morning, oh, and, yeah, she, that's and right. she wasn't there. And that's when she got alarmed, and the search, and the search began. So either Sunday night or Monday morning, the search mm. began, and they, they scoured the island, and not till Tuesday did they find her body. Uh, so she was at the south end of the island, not at the very south tip or anything like that, but towards the south end, mm. wearing only a thin black cloak, which in late November made the local doctor, who got to play the role of CSI in this particular thing, he decided the cause of death was exposure. Did, um, just as a question, was M- Mrs. McRae able to say, yeah, that she left the house wearing that, or...? Well, that's one of the things I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm a little kind of wondering about. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no, no mention of her clothes. There's no mention. Of yeah, that. well, that's one of the one of the unsolved mysteries here for me sure. is that I'm assuming she left the house fully clothed. Sure. And then at some point decided to take it all off. But Surely they if, never found her clothes. Right. Surely, if Mrs. McRae was saying, "Oh yeah, her silver jewelry had tarnished," she would also be like, "Oh, also, she was naked except for a cloat." Yeah. She walked out in her right. birthday suit. Yeah. 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 And so she wasn't wearing her shoes. I mean, cer- certainly if she'd walked out, if she'd walked out wearing a cloak, mm-hmm. then that might be passable because the cloak is closed. She can't see that she's naked. Or if it was a thin cloak. A thin maybe, cloak, yeah. yeah maybe. If, if, as long as her headlights maybe. aren't on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, she was also found barefoot. So if she walked out wearing a cloak but barefoot, that would have raised a few eyebrows. Mm. So I'm assuming she went out fully clothed and, sure. and decided to to take it all off at some point later on. But her clothes and her shoes were not found. But there's also the possibility that she did leave in just that, just the cloak, Uh and that Mrs. McCray didn't actually see her leave, but let's say just heard the front door close. Yeah. She said, oh, I'm going out. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, And shut the door and she, oh, okay, see you later, whatever. And I mean, that's that's a possibility because the weird thing is where... Where are her clothes? That's what I've never been able to figure out. Nah. So I'm assuming, well, let's just say she left without any of them on but the cloak. Yeah, or it's, it's, it's conceivable she buried them somewhere, or yeah. they just got blown away by the wind. Or, or, yeah. or it is or November. In the sea, yeah. or, you know. Yeah. Is there, I mean, was that 
she was naked with their naked except for the cloak. Right. Uh, she had some scratches on her t- on her on her body, and the soles of her feet were kind of chewed up, which would probably happen if you're walking over rough ground. On the no soles shoes. of your feet, but not yeah. ne- not on your torso. Uh, she was walking around the moors. I'm not sure how heavy and sharp the brush the brush is up there. Uh, she's walking around naked. She could have gotten scratches on her body mm. from just brush. So, yes. by the way, I do want to point out that uh, for anybody who's kind of questioning the cause of death because the local doctor you said said it was exposure exposure and he, and he, he also said maybe a heart attack but yeah I mean, uh, he also was not very skilled at his job in other words he was a local practitioner he yeah. wasn't a mortician he wasn't a detailed doctor he was he a you have a cold take this a, yeah because he put the cause of death somewhere between 10 o'clock on sunday night to Dude, i think nine, it was 9 a.m on tuesday morning morning yeah like before yeah. she was found yeah. so i mean he's like he's just covering yeah. all his bases might have been exposure she might have died a heart attack she died in this window yeah uh there you go thank you very much oh, i gotta so go now essentially what we're saying is that he gave as much information as anyone in this room could have given him exactly much, my yeah. point i don't think yeah. that any oh, kind of autopsy yeah. was, was done well no i mean i i assume that this guy Examine the body carefully, just looking for things like signs that she was by, like clubbed or stabbed sure. or anything like that. As again, and, and any, found no signs of foul play. Any of us in this room would do the same thing, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And so then we, we could, would say, uh. Yeah, I mean, this guy has probably seen more dead bodies than we have, so he probably had a somewhat better better odds of, of correctly oh, guessing the cause. Yeah, sure. No, I'm so not I, discounting I that, yeah. his abilities as a doctor and his observations to make these kind of guesses, yeah. but. It is but very basic. Yeah, and he was obviously, if, if she was killed by a psychic attack, which we'll get into later, he, could probably, he had no means to detect that. Of course not. Yeah. Not All like right. you and me, Joe. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, now, now let's jump into theories, our favorite part of the show. You guys yeah. have any theories? I do, but I'm going to wait for you. Okay, well, I was going to throw a few out. Uh, one is that she was just out wandering around. She got lost. She got confused. So hypothermia was setting in. And as we all know, sometimes when you have hypothermia, your brain doesn't not quite working right. Just like when we were talking about the uh, the outlaw pass incident, that whole thing yeah. where you you think you're hot, so you, you start think you're stripping hot, on so you're your like clothes. Middle part of hypothermia, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe she was uh, a little bit confused and started taking off her clothes, and then of course there's a there's a, the, the question of that whole cross that's cut into the ground by the dagger. Yeah, that's, might a, be, that's a little weird. And by be, the way, do, I, I wanted to ask about that. How big is this this cross that was carved in? I could never find anything that said, was no. it a one foot by two foot cross or an eight foot by six foot cross? Like I could never yeah. get any scale on this thing. I, I never gotten into the scale on it either. I, I hear that it's a large cross. So I'm I assuming it's, it's like something like five or six feet long. Something that was big that, enough for her to lay on? I had the yeah. impression that it was kind of like her body was like draped. You know, that yeah. it was a symbolism like of a crucifixion or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Similar to that. It was, it was about the size of her body. I got yeah. that impression too, but yeah. I'd never seen anything that I didn't either, but for yeah. whatever reason. So we don't really know how big yeah. it is then. Nope. So it Although could've... we three independently inferred the same thing, so perhaps that may be the case. Uh, yeah. Or perhaps we just all Are the wrong go to the same place yeah. every time. It's possible. Yeah. I, I, my other question, and, and this is why I ask about this, is there's this talk about the dagger and the, the cross in the ground, but you never hear anything about the dirt that the the soil or what would be cut up, you know, if, if I cut this cross in the ground, I at least from my perspective, I would presume that I would 
cut it out, and, and then I would the roll on the sod or yeah. whatever topsoil, oh, whatever plant life is away. That's interesting because I thought it was like a just a like a two lines. Oh, see, see, when I heard that, I I thought she literally cut the 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 growth off so it was bare dirt. Yeah, but you don't know how much. Was it an inch wide or or five inches wide? And anybody that's used a shovel that's tried to dig up any kind of plant life and half an inch or an inch deep to try to expose bare dirt, that's not easy work. Mm -hmm. Which might explain like this this whole thing about cuts and scrapes. Yeah, although let's be fair, in Scotland it's either grass or moss, right? True. It's... But but where would that where I never heard anything about this this let's just say my my direction was correct well then we never heard anything about a pile of soil or plant life that had been cast aside uh-huh. for her to lay in this exposed dirt which is why that... I think I assumed that it was just like two lines mm-hmm. right that like somebody had just done like the line drawing of a cross. Yeah, under it, but, just like literally, just stabbing the earth and just gouging yeah, it. So, gouging so it's an audible, it a, a noticeable cut in the mm-hmm. ground, but it's not open. Yeah, uh, that's, okay. that's possible. It's also that makes possible. More sense. That, it, well, it's also possible that she removed some turf to have a more well-defined cross and, yeah, and chucked it aside, tell. and nobody, nobody really thought it was worth to put in a report or anything. Well, like that. and and plus, we don't know like weather conditions. Like it's Scotland mm. in November. It was probably raining, yeah, right? Could have been. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of different stuff that was probably potentially going on there that could have gotten rid of all that soil. Yeah, true. So anyway, so the cross is like a little bit of a mystery, but yep. uh, it, it, it does appear that she cut it herself. And uh, as far as the clothes go, if, uh, you know, that's still, still kind well, of Well, again, but, if it's windy, and it clothes might have been blown away. And, and it, again, one of these things could be one of those little details. Maybe there was a little pile of her clothes right there, and it just... You know, got lost over time because remember this happened 85 years ago. Mm. So that's and it's of, an unsolved mystery, right? Of, I mean, that's yeah. the other we we often talk about this on the show that like these unsolved mysteries, quote unquote, like the telling of them gets more and more fantastical as time goes on, and the, yeah, the mundane yeah. details get just like knocked and, and out. Left out. Who exactly. wants to know the mundane details? Who cares about that? You know, we got to get some blue lights in this mystery. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And missing clothes, and like she was naked, and there were mysterious scratches on mm-hmm. her body. And there was a dude standing right there. Yeah, of course. Oh, he, like wasn't, he, he wasn't standing right there. He was lurking nearby. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was He's lurking nearby. Yeah, he was lurking. So, but, so, yeah. Yeah. So this theory is that Hypothermia. for some reason she was out there doing something. She got lost, perhaps. And hyper, hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. So just like walking around or whatever. And yeah, she got lost, decided to shed some, shed some layers mm-hmm. and maybe do a little astral projection mm-hmm. or something like that. Or maybe she was doing some spell that would... Uh, Warm her body, or maybe, yeah, maybe, exactly. or maybe did a, was going to do a spell that would tell her the way home because she was lost, or send her to London. Yeah. Although, yeah, maybe. Although I mean, it seems like it'd be kind of impossible to get lost on an island that's only one mile wide and four miles long. Well, so. again, I go back to this whole like lack of understanding of the weather. Yeah, you know, if it were gray and like super dark and windy, and if she was hypothermic and disoriented, and she. Mm-hmm kind of, you know, like, awoken to her senses, realized, oh, crap, like, I'm lost, and it's cold, and I don't know, I'm naked for some reason. I know, uh, I know. And it's, it's also a known fact that people don't, are in, almost incapable of walking in a straight line. So There's you say, on that. I, I yeah. want to walk there, I'm going, I know if I walk north, I will get to some place, but instead you walk in a circle. 
Yeah. So whether it be a half mile or a a 300-yard circle, you continue to walk in a circle. Although, to be fair, if you know the island is as small as it is, you just think, I mean, at a a fair, brisk pace, I walk about a 20-minute mile. Yeah. Most people kind of brisk mm-hmm. pace, especially in those times. So if you just say, okay, well, the, the circumference of this is like basically four miles, right? So if I just like hug the coast, uh-huh. I will eventually get back to the village. Get back but to the if village. you're freezing cold, oh, yeah. you don't want to take the four mile hike. You're going to try and take the half mile shortcut. Yeah, Probably. that's true. We've but but we, I think we've, I think we've covered that we've one. We've covered hypothermia pretty well. Okay. Uh, another, <laughs> another possibility is suicide. Yeah. Uh, maybe she just deliberately went out there and and, and thought, you know, I'm gonna uh, hypothermia is, uh, as ways to go are it's not so bad compared to like say being eaten by sharks or being burned alive or something like that. So maybe she wanted to commit suicide and maybe she figured, hey. I'll be buried on Iona, the most sacred of islands, with all these, all these Scottish kings. And she was buried I mean, I guess even if she had a dagger with her, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's even possible that she initially went out there thinking, I'll, I'm I'll just, just gonna, follow my dagger. Yeah. I'll just follow my dagger. And then, you know, like, cowarded out at the last second. Well, yeah. that might explain the scratches on her torso, mm-hmm. too. I mean, she, she, she was tried. trying to stab or cut the, herself. And then, what is it, the, it. The, the tentative? What do they call it? Those the, Is it the hesita- hesitation yeah. marks? Yeah. Where she's she's trying. She's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. I'll just do a little one. No, that Ow, hurts. that really yeah. hurts. Oh. Yeah, when you well, hear these stories Ow, about... that still really hurts. When you hear these stories about Japanese people committing harikiri, you know, stabbing yourself to death with a sword, it's like, how do you do that? I mean, you have to be really. That's why they fall on it. It's I, culturally ingrained. I, I think, just, I couldn't do that. But that's, uh, but you know, it's also why they, they, the, the culture says you fall on your sword. Yeah. Because once you're starting to pitch forward, you can't, you can't twist aside that's, fast that's, enough. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I yeah, because if you had actually, done. you know, push the sword into yourself, no. ah, no, you can't. Okay, so suicide is a possibility. Uh, another possibility is psychic attack. She was done in by a psychic attack. By who? Yeah. Well, the the sinister Moina Moina Mathers. Oh, yeah, the sinister. Yeah, her her friend Dion Fortune. Oh, that's right, because she yeah. was friends with she Dion. She was friends with Dion, and uh, and she uh, accused Moina Mathers of murdering Netta. Of, well, I suppose that there. I mean, again, you know, we don't know why Netta decided. Oh, I'm going to go to this far-reaching island that has some psychic powers, but. It might be to get away. It may from, be to, like, flee, It right? might have been, yeah. It could have been. So, we don't but, know. Yeah, the problem with the Moina Mathers theory is that she died like, the year before. Oh. Thank but, you, because I, yeah. I, I didn't want to be, like, the jerk that poo-poos this whole theory, but this one is the hardest one for me to, to yeah. even try it's to because you never theoretically your, get behind. It never went, you never went through your Carlos Castaneda. I, I didn't. Yeah, it I might didn't. be she could reach beyond the grave, maybe. You never I don't know. know. But then, if that's the case, I mean, actually, Moina, Moina Mathers actually had more reason to psychically attack Dion Fortune. Oh, way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, to, than to attack Netta. Although, I don't know how close they were if, like, it would have been worse for Dion to, like, live with the hauntingness of, like, her friend's mysterious death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Maybe. don't know. Maybe. I don't know why Moina waited until after she died to do it, though. Listen, more psychic powers. Oh, you get more psychic powers after you die? Ah. Oh, okay. All right. That, that, so, that, we'll have to give that one a, maybe a possibility. Next theory, uh, she was mentally disturbed, and she just like thought wandering around naked in late November would would be a, a fun idea. I uh, gotta be honest, I have a couple friends that I worry about this with. Yeah, uh, that are still like in there somehow. At you know, they're almost thirties, somehow in there like Carlos Castaneda, like 
weird psychic attack phase yeah. where they, you know, every once in a while I'll get a text from them that's like, oh, I'm being attacked psychically by blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, mm. really? You actually, like, you truly believe that it's not like an attention thing. And I worry sometimes uh, that like, wow, maybe that's like, you just are. So this is, this that, is, a, uh, this is very... Uh, but this theory is kind of related to the first one, then. Yeah. yeah. This is an offshoot of the first theory. It's Am I like wrong? a good, a better description of the first one, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the first theory is that she was not not mentally deranged so much, but the, the hypothermia caused that. Oh. And this is this is like well. What, okay, I, I see the distinction. This distinction. Okay. The okay. cause in this case is mental mental illness, bringing about. Unclothing herself and mm-hmm. getting hypothermia. Mm. So, uh, so I, I yeah, yeah, for me, this theory was, was well, for something. Kind of helps inform theory one, right? It, it, yeah. it gives a good reason behind why somebody might be out there. So. But there's there there are indications in the story that this could be right. Her Absolutely. her whole I've got to get off this island. I got to pack everything now. Like I got to go. Yeah, she's either um, she's no, either disturbed you know what? Or, I'm okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it now. No, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Are I, you sure you're fine? You were just freaking out. No, I'm fine. It's totally okay. Yeah, Don't worry about say it. Whether I'm going to go some, for a walk. Yeah, she didn't say whether Netta had put some tinfoil over her head. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I might have thought that was like, worried yeah. about the psychic attacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mental disturbance caused her to get naked and die of hypothermia. Okay, next theory. Uh, maybe she was wanted to do some ritual, and the ritual required her to be naked or nearly naked. In order to do the niche, and and she at this time was just a, a little bit too mentally disturbed to understand what a bad idea this was doing at this where she was year. exactly. Uh, so maybe she decided that she was going to do a little astral projection. Although I know I know nothing about astral projection. I don't think you need to be naked to do it. But she decided to like cut the cross, lay down, do some astral projection, and uh, her consciousness went out and wandered the universe for a while. And then when it came back and it, it got home, well, she had expired from. Hypothermia. Hmm. So maybe she was doing astral projection. I mean, so, it's possible, right? Yeah. I mean, there are like so many things to build on this, right? Is that like if she already kind of thought that was a thing, she could have been drunk or like on drugs enough to really believe that and think, well, I have to be naked to do this. Uh-huh. I'm just going to lay down for a minute while I do this because you no, know, you don't have to be laying down to do astral projection, but like uh-huh. maybe you're inebriated and being laying down feels better right mm-hmm. yeah I don't um know. i don't i don't know and no, also wasn't like wasn't the founder of um alpha et omega he had some sexual scandal happen and that's why he founded alpha and omega yeah yeah so the hermetic order of the new right. dawn or whatever so it was. it's, it's like, totally yeah. possible i know that it was definitely a thing in a lot of those kind of alternate uh, psychic crazy orders in Uh the 20s that like there was a lot of sexual stuff that went with that Uh so i guess it is certainly possible that she there there was a ritual that she was trying to perform or whatever Uh that involved that sexual component you know i mean think about it if you're a cult leader and you're gonna like try to attract attractive female followers into your whole thing and you're gonna you're gonna teach them all these rituals they said oh by the way this requires you to be completely naked like that is one of the most pervasive like just strands in all of the cults that I've ever read about is that, you know, it's like almost always founded by like some 30 or above guy who's always like, Oh yeah, by the way, I get all these 15 year old wives. Yeah. 
ah, we're going to have a lot of sex. It's just part of the religion. It's cool. It's fine. Whatever. It's God, it's very, God told it's me. It's disturbing. It is. It's, it's, it's super it, disturbing. It, well, it, it's disturbing because they're, they're playing off of people who are very naive. Yeah, or, yeah. or mentally well, whatever, yeah, like, like or the, whatever. The Branch Davidians down in Waco, you know, the uh, Jim Koresh was their cult leader. And that was one of the things. Yeah, you all come and live in the compound, and I get to have sex with your wives. And yeah. I'm, I'm saying, what kind of guy would do that? I well, mean, that's and that was bizarre. the thing. We just talked about the cult last week with the monster with 21 faces, the cult in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember and the name Shinrikyo, of it. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, and I know that he, it was like mostly women that followed him, and he was having sex with all of them. Wow, that's and why I, mean, I like, want to be a cult leader, right? seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's a big part of a lot of cults, and I don't know if Alpha Ed Omega was that kind of cult or not but i, I don't no i'm not willing to 100 percent discount the fact that like that could potentially be quote you know air quote part of that ritual yeah, yeah i uh i i don't know that they were there's not enough i couldn't find enough available information about these guys really, shocking right? to, to, yeah i know it, it appears that they took the medic the metaphysical aspects of things more seriously mm-hmm. than a lot of these these really weird little cults like the Branch Davidians, sure, or, sure, or Jones, Jim Jones, yeah. those guys, yeah. But I can't say what they were up to. Uh, they, Nobody they, knows, yeah. right? Because that's part of it. But certainly, you know, if you're if you're gonna do a ritual that doesn't hurt to be naked, and so if you're the if you're the cult leader. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna say you know you're gonna say like hey uh, by the way this it's, you're required to be naked to do this to this ritual. So, ah, thirty three yeah. year old young woman who's super attractive. Yeah, Weird. Uh, again, it's required there, there that some, you be naked. There are some very base reasons why that happens, and there it is very disturbing. And I think I'm just sure. gonna leave it at that. I'm actually gonna move us away from this because I'm really yeah actually I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable of... continuing to repeat this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, let's and let's, I, uh, let's talk about some of your theories. Uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. I I actually have yeah. two theories that oh. I think bulls play off of uh, the the last theory that you talked about. Any UFOs involved? No, not at all. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> no UFOs. Yeah. All right. So what about the I Scottish have, Yeti? Uh, no, no Scottish Yeti. Yeah. But I, I have I have two theories here, and this is just based off of things that I read and I inferred, and then a little bit of random research that I did. My first, uh, my first thought is that I think you touched upon this a little bit. Is well, what if she was uh, Devin? You said this. What if she's a little high? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, at the time that she came to the island, and I was reading the accounts about, uh, Nata, they were saying that she really looked terrible, kind of sunken eyes, kind of a bad pallor about her. And we've talked about the the fact that you know maybe she's got that the, the condition where she's oxidizing the uh, the silver a lot, uh-huh. so she could have had what was equated to some kind of internal organ disorder. Well, at that time, there was a lot of folklore about using heather plants mm. to make teas and poultices from to heal you. It's never been supported anywhere. In other words, I've done, I've looked at it, and they're like, yeah, it could maybe do something, but we can't scientifically prove that it does a damn thing for you. But here's the thing. For years and years and years on these islands, people used to make beer out of heather. And they used to only use the fresh new growth tips of the plant because they didn't have hops. That's what they used to make the fermentation from. But it was common knowledge that you didn't go into the older growth because guess what was commonplace in the older growth of those plants? Uh, what? Ergot. What's that? 
ergot? Oh, okay, yeah, the, 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 the bread mold. Yeah, we the, yeah, talked about that. We've yeah. talked about. Yeah. So I could see where she is using this stuff to try to make herself feel better, uh-huh. and she gets some of it. Oh, I feel okay. I feel, and then she gets a bad batch, uh-huh. and she goes on a bender, not knowing what's going on, and now she's off. You know, in a in a altered state. Uh-huh. And that would explain she's so she, high as a kite. Having a break from reality, So right? she was out there basically just chewing on plants out there, right? Well, if she made a poultice out of it, which poultice requires heating it up, that would kill it. So yeah, I've got to guess she was making a tea of you're some talk, kind. talking about a poultice that you put on your body, right? Right, because you got to kind of make it into a paste. Yeah. So you got to heat it up and break it down. But if you're making it as a tea and you're just dipping it in uh, water, it's some of it's going to survive. Mm. So now you're in an altered state. You have a break from reality and off you go and so let's say that first thing in the morning she makes some of that tea and she's having a bit of a trip and and that's why she wants to get off the island and then she has some more and she quote unquote evens out and then has more of that bad batch and now she's gone on a really bad trip yeah, and that's suddenly possible. she is out there, man. Uh huh. That's possible. Although you would think that Mrs. McRae would would have noticed her making tea from this stuff and warned her about the, the possibilities of. You, you would know, think, you would but, think. but you maybe know, we, maybe she wasn't in the kitchen when yeah, she was making tea. Maybe she wasn't know. in the kitchen, and so she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that could explain why she would have gone out there and and died from exposure because she is just she, she passes out. Yeah. Just completely passes out. Yeah. It's also possible that the other thing that I think could have happened is as agitated as I got the impression that she was that day and her, again, her bad pallor and her physical condition. I mean, they talk about the fact that she couldn't walk more than a couple hundred yards at a time before she had to stop and come back to the house. Mm. She couldn't go far afield, which leads me to wonder if she had some kind of condition. I wouldn't say like congestive heart failure, but she might have been in a situation where she was getting the beginnings of a stroke. Mm. So she's got, you know, uh, what is it when you've got the, 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 the vein that bursts in your brain? I can't yeah, think embolism. of an embolism. She's got an embolism that's building. So she, mm. she's losing her energy. And then she has a small stroke. She wigs out. That's why she wants to leave. Cause she's gone into an altered state again and then kind of calms down, goes out into the, the, into the landscape and then has the major stroke. I mean, if we're having, I mean, if we're going to go that route, you know, things like acute kidney failure Mm -hmm. or like appendicitis, Uh those things will all render those kind of like same symptoms. And if you're in that kind of, uh, I guess, culture of thinking a psychic attack could be causing those things, right? Where you're like nauseous and you've got a headache Uh and tired Mm -hmm. And then you, you're able to just kind of calm yourself down because you can, you know, people can talk themselves down from things like that. Uh-huh. You say, okay, okay, I'm fine. I'm just going to go for a walk. That will make me feel better. You, you know, for whatever reason, have this break. Take your clothes off because you've got a fever, maybe right. or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, if we're going to go it's that route, go yeah. it could be so many different. Yeah, there's you a, know, suddenly she thinks she's five years old again. But and you it's fun to run in the sea. But yeah. you would assume that 
any, I mean, even like a doctor, just like a family doctor, should be able to say there was some kind of failure or it was. A but stroke. but that's 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 is basing it upon that he was able to examine her when she was alive, which she may never have gone to this guy. I mean, no, how, Joe, how long didn't. was she on the island? Uh, it's. Uh... It's no, there's not a definitive arrival date. Ballpark. So she supposedly arrived there somewhere in July or August. So let's let's say she arrived there the the first day of August. So, so a couple months. It takes me months for, to, to to work up to go yeah. to a doctor. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was there for almost easy four months. To get to. Uh, she had no particular reason that I know of to go see the doctor to begin with. Yeah. So uh, he may not have had a living symptom to base well, it upon for whatever malady that it might have been. Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't set up to do the whole, you know, like the autopsy and cut her open and look at her look at her energy and yeah, brain and do toxicology fair. and see if maybe she had some sort of poisoning like you're mm. talking about going on. She he wasn't set up for that. Okay, so so much for that theory. Or those theories, good. Yep. So Devin. Wow, he really just kind of disconnected that one just on you, didn't he? Just that thing off, yeah. man. No, uh, yep, I, so I, much for those. I don't remember what I was going to say, so uh, let's go to Devin. I don't. I guess I don't really have any theory. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still like just so fresh out of my like. Again, we've been calling it the Carlos Castellaneta phase, right? Yeah, Carlos that, Castellaneta. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't with a hundred percent certainty say any of these are wrong mm-hmm. maybe she was uh, actually being psychically attacked yeah probably anyway, not i kind of doubt that i, think I super doubt that but again i'm not so far out of that phase where i can't say yeah you know, you know. it's not yeah uh, it's not that bizarre there was somebody just recently i think it was up around mount rainier somebody took some lsd some young woman and, mm-hmm. and, and took off all of her clothes and just had it out into the woods it happens. I mean, it that, happens all yeah, the time. I mean, I mean there's so many different drugs. I mean, you know, in the 20s, right? So we've got like all this like bad heroin going around, like, and there and these drugs have existed for so long. It's a very curious, mysterious death that I I have no good theories on. I honestly am just happy to say. I don't understand it, and it's real weird. No, I don't. I don't get it either. Yeah. You know, like this. This. Uh, you know, all of, none of our theories really address the like cross. No situation. They don't. Right? Nah. You know, they say, well, I don't know. Then maybe she went nuts and did that. But right. They, There's the, no good the cross. theory for that. None of them really truly address the fact that maybe there was a guy like lurking. Uh huh. Snidely a whiplash and a black yeah, cloak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. It's just weird. Yeah, I, and I, I really discounted the guy lurking in the black cloak because yeah. I mean, if you if you murder somebody or someone involved in her death, and you sort of lurk, just lurk for two days, for days, for days until they find you. Why? Why are you gonna? Uh, why don't you go lurk somewhere else? You know, I it's, mean, it's I, I guess I generally feel like you know there there's in my like storybook version there's like something missing. Here, right where they were like oh also she happened to have a lover on the island yeah that's yeah. why she was there and she, you, you know, would you would think that would eventually right? somehow come but it out. never did so ah, i don't have a good yeah who the hell knows feeling about this mm-hmm. what do you, what's your favorite theory well we can make up another one let's say she was a drug addict and she went there to try to get away from uh, her dealer her dealer mm-hmm and then at some point she's going through some uh, some major, uh, or, or might might it might be that she established a, a, a connection on the island just mm. through, through sheer happenstance, and then was you know back in, back in the throes of addiction, 
and then one day realizes that she she drops her vial of laudanum or whatever it is and breaks it and realizes, oh, I'm fresh out. Yes. You know, and I've got to go to London and score some more. You know, maybe yes. that was what it was. Why don't and we then, just besmirch the name of? I know, people? I know, and this is out there. It's totally yeah. out there. But then she then she thinks about it. She can't leave anyway because the ferry doesn't go on Sundays. And then she thinks about it and thinks, you know, I really need to kick this crap instead of doing that. But then she later on decides, you know what? This just really sucks, and I hate my life. I'm going to go out and take my clothes off and die. So maybe that's, that's it. That's awful. And that's that totally is out the there. happiest answer there ever. Is, Thank you, Joe, once yeah. again for giving us the happy There answer. is no reason to believe that, by the way. I don't want to besmirch the uh, name of Netta Fornario. Any more theories? No. None whatsoever? So that's the end of the theories. Uh, if you have theories of your own, you can always send us an email at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, go to our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, if you're looking to download our shows, of course, you probably already know how. You go to iTunes. But if you do go to iTunes to get our shows, please uh, leave a comment and a rating. We like that, especially good ratings. We really like those. Well, it, it, ratings are great because that's how other people find us. Really, ratings yeah. of any kind. I don't care what you do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, if you don't have time to get to, to iTunes or maybe your house is burned down or whatever, you've got to get us on the fly. You can go to Stitcher and stream us directly from Stitcher. Uh, find us on Facebook. We are on Facebook, so find us, like us, leave some comments. We like that. All right. So concludes another successful mystery solving at Thinking Sideways, the podcast. <laughs> so, so, Wait, uh, what? We, we will, yeah, well, okay, we didn't solve it exactly. We, we didn't probably, even, like, we probably, we probably muddied the water. I was going to say, we actually we raised a bunch it. of stuff, but yeah. I, I, you know, uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we, we, you know, solve it. Well, rarely. But, uh, you know, this time I don't think we quite did. Either we solve it or we ruin it. Yeah. Um, ruined. We, we ruined it. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I think we debunked the, uh, the 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 lurking guy in the black cloak. Yeah, I think we pretty much put by that just one ignoring the fact that he was. So there. that's our achievement. Also, for the, the blue night. lights. We just ignored the blue lights. No, we we paid attention to the blue lights. Did we? Yeah, we said, oh yeah, more blue lights. Uh, they're always showing up in these things. Have you noticed that? So that's it for this week, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, be sure to tune in next week for another exciting unsolved mystery here at Thinking Sideways. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye.